This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. So contact us today by visiting likeable.com. All the social ladies, 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 all the social ladies. Now put your phones up. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kirpin. Now, Carrie Kirpin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and today I cannot wait to hear the story of Jessica Kalbarczyk. Jessica is the eternal optimist with a passion to learn and expand her already in-depth knowledge of social and digital communication. She currently manages social media for Furman University in Greenville, South Carolina. She had close to five years of traditional PR and marketing jobs under her belt when she started her own communications consultancy, which, of course, as an optimist, was called Glass Half Full Communications. The experience helped to solidify Jessica in the social media industry, and she was hired by Samsung Electronics to manage and build their social media customer support. For close to three years, Jessica went from a one-woman show to seven employees managing all customer concerns via social media, and that is a fascinating story. Within that same year, Jessica then turned back to one of her first loves, which was higher education. She's been with Furman University for almost a year now, doubling their followership, increasing engagement by millions, and turning Furman University's social media presence into one of the strongest in the Southeast. Girl, I can't wait to hear all of this. <laughs> Welcome. Wow. Yeah, isn't even it, I'm like, whoa. Isn't it cool? <laughs> See, that's one of the things I have to tell you, Jessica. Like, when I hear myself being introed, it feels much more fun than, yeah. like, if I tell my own story. Like, when you hear it, it sounds pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does. And it's also like, wow, I've gone through a lot in last Right, right. So, okay. So, tell me. Tell me kind of your overall story. I'm really interested in kind of from when you started to taking that jump uh, to entrepreneurship and then going into your current position. So give me the whole scoop. Yeah. So I've always kind of been this PR girl in marketing communications, even since I was in high school. Actually, I went to um, a small all-girls Catholic high school, and from freshman year, they had me kind of manning the open house um, and that's where I really fell in love with PR, and I, and I saw that part of really interacting with people and trying to, you know, make sure that they found the same passion you do um, for something. So it really started there, and then I knew I wanted to major in communications, got my bachelor's at Canisius College in Buffalo, and um, worked a little while in kind of the real world and decided I wanted to go back and get my master's degree. It really did a lot of those traditional PR and marketing positions where we're, you know, really just kind of focusing on press releases and your traditional marketing and direct mail and everything like that. So towards the end of getting my master's degree, my thesis really based in 2008 was based a lot around social media. And I was kind of one of the few people that had kind of gone to that in that direction. And that's where I really knew 
there was something there. You know, everyone was talking about Twitter, and I was on Twitter, and my back then MySpace was the thing, and um, I always enjoyed that stuff, and I always enjoyed connecting with people that way. So when I moved to Greenville, South Carolina, it was 2008, and the economy just dropped out yeah. from under everybody, and I knew that this was just a time for a really fresh start. And I was pretty optimistic because I felt like our country was kind of headed in a different direction, but a good direction. People were making something new. Um, of themselves. And so that's where I started with really doing my own thing. And um, I was able to learn so much, not just about myself, but also how to run a business, <laughs> um, how to network effectively, even even better than I was before. And um, and really owning in on social media. I loved it. I met so many people um, online from all over the country, all over the world. I probably some of my best mentors and even friends are actually people I've just met through social. Yeah. Even moving here, I met a ton of people within the Greenville area <laughs> through Twitter, and it, it was just a really great experience. So from that, I was able to kind of garner, you know, that sort of experience in social, and Samsung job had come along, and it when I read the job description, I was like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I want to be doing is working in social media for, for a major brand like Samsung. And they were at the point, it was about 2010, where they were really ramping up and becoming such a bigger, much bigger company than they were. So, um, of course, growing from only myself at Samsung to having seven people under me by the time I left was pretty pretty awesome and a pretty interesting experience. Um, and then, of course, after that, just took some, t- some time off and kind of enjoyed a summer for a little bit and the firm in a position kind of rolled around, and I said, you know what, if this works out, that would be great. If it doesn't, that's okay, but I really do love higher education. I I just, this position has been awesome, and I I love doing it because I've been able to kind of, again, start from more of the ground and work my way up again, and I really love that because I like starting a project from almost nothing and turning it into something and really being able to kind of play around with things, things that don't work and things that do work. And I'm, I've, if I'm given that opportunity, I, I enjoy it and I love it and I thrive on that. And so you really have run the gamut in terms of size of organization where you've been able to impact with social, right? So whether it's just Absolutely. you or Samsung, which is obviously a you know, corporate behemoth, mm-hmm. or, you know, looking at Furman and the higher education space. You did it in the order of solopreneur, huge corporation, you know, mid-sized higher ed. Um, yeah. Would you, if you had to do it again and you were offering advice to somebody, would you repeat that path or would you start a corporate? What path would you recommend? I, would, I probably would have maybe liked to start with corporate. I think yep. with the, uh, with starting my own gig, I that was that's been always been one of my goals um, throughout my career. So it was like beta testing for me and, yep. and, and being an entrepreneur. So um, I would like to do that definitely down the road. Um, so I would definitely would have started probably corporate worked my you know. I always have loved higher education. I'm such a big proponent of education, so I knew I would have ended up back in higher ed at some point, whether it was working or teaching. But I would definitely have started in corporate life first. I think corporate life really gets you in the nitty gritty and. Um, and, and shows you so many different aspects of not just, you know, working life, day-to-day life, but just how business runs. I just love that you have all of the varied experience because it allows you to be so versatile in your career going forward. It shows that I like to try new things. I, I don't mind change. I really, really enjoy just learning about everything. It sounds kind of crazy, but I'm a geek like that. I just yep. enjoy kind of learning different things and different aspects of life and, um, and, and of course, just this industry. And so 
When you're looking at higher education and you're looking at social media use at Furman, I would love to know about it because ultimately higher education was where much of social was born, right? It's really, if you're looking at Facebook yeah. and a lot of these networks, how they got started on, on yeah. college campuses. Uh, tell us a little bit about how higher education is using social today. I think higher ed, um, the way they're using it now is really just by current students, um, you know, whether they're tweeting, Facebooking, Instagramming about their about their college, um, that's where you're seeing where social's happening. And also, you're see, you're seeing kind of even before I would say like the industry blogs talk about it. You're seeing where students are really going. Like right, like I mean, I, I I've seen Instagram kind of dwindling and Snapchat just booming like crazy. Wow. You know, and I really think that yeah, I think marketers like hopefully know that there is just that's where things are that's where I see things going um for sure but but as far as higher ed goes it's it's really a balance of you want to be able to include especially at Furman just how rigorous the academics are here I right. mean it, we have been dubbed the Harvard of the South and it's absolutely true I mean you have numerous valedictorians I mean students who are extremely ambitious who have gone on doing, to do amazing things and so you want to really make sure that you're you're showing that in social media and and proving that. Um, but also, you want to show that there is there is life outside of a textbook. <laughs> and um, so it's really kind of trying to balance both of those sides. But what's really neat is being able to kind of find those those trends. Really, I think before you know you see them on other industry sites. Yeah, you know, I get to talk to college students all day long, and they're telling me what's really what's going on. I mean. I don't know if you've heard of the app Yik Yak. Yes, of course, yeah. Yik Yak. That but actually, why don't you explain that it? started here at Furman. Yeah, ex- um, it yep. started at Furman? It did. Yeah, the two the two founders are alums, and they started it at, um, in a class, an uh, iPhone app class here at Furman. And, oh, um, my goodness. Tell our listeners, yeah. for for those of us who may not know, um, yeah. what Yik Yak is, because it's it's a very big deal right now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, Yik Yak Yik Yak is an anonymous, it's almost like an anonymous Twitter app. And um, so uh, there has definitely been some controversy, but you've seen, you really see, I know I've seen um, Yik Yak take on a whole different realm, whereas, um, you know, you'll see people who may be promoting an event going on on campus, like come help us, you know, there was a dance, we had a dance marathon to, um, for the Children's Miracle Network. And you had people who were posting on Yak Yak to go to that. And then people would be posting back, oh, what time does it start? What time does it end? You know, and so, it, you know, you could anonymously post that. Some of the things are off the cuff and hilarious, you know. And you're seeing also what's great about Yak Yak is the community can moderate it. So, you know, where there where there's unfortunately cyberbullying and whatnot, you see, I've seen this within the last year I've been here, you've seen that go down exponentially because the community can, what they can do is they can downvote and upvote um, whether they like a comment or not. So they can downvote maybe, a real, a, unfortunately, a, a nasty comment, and um, and then it goes off the feed. Um, and they can also report it, and it will go off the feed. So you're seeing kind of, you're seeing what Furman or what any other school, what they look like, um, from an outsider's point of view. And and I really think, you know, and you can peek at different universities, there, and I know that they have a lot coming down the line, the two founders, um, in what they want to do with advertising. And, and it's pretty amazing because, um, you know, you think about it, Facebook got their start at, at Harvard and the university, so many social media apps have, and, and Yik Yak, you know, I really, I think it's one to really keep an eye out on. 
Awesome. And so here's the next question. So you are at the forefront of really what's happening because you are so connected to this target demographic that moves quicker than light, right? So, okay. So here you are, and there are all these new networks and all these things come up. How do you know which to take seriously for Furman and which will just pass? Or do you just bet on all of them and some of them work and some of them don't? You know, I just kind of play around with them. Um, For us, Instagram is huge. I mean, we have students come to us all the time and say, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited I was on the Instagram page or um, and things like that. But, you know, with Snapchat, that's ultimately it's a place that we we need to be. You know, it's funny when you ask brands um, where they always go to right away is, oh, Instagram is really where we're seeing great success. Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. But I love how closely tied you are to the emerging target, and therefore you're immediately like Snapchat is where it's at. Oh yeah, and and if you even even if you if you're watching Snapchat now, and you know you'll see every weekend there may be different events going on all over the world. I, like every weekend you'll see college football, so they'll be bringing in snaps from different from wherever that um, ESPN's College Game Day is going on. They've done a whole. They did the New York City Marathon, so they bring in snaps that are happening there. I'm hoping Snapchat in a year will do the same for just local, regional communities. So let's say we're having homecoming, you know, and we can have a homecoming snap, um, Snapchat like story going on um, here at Furman. Or they have their new filters now that you can filter over if you're. They do them, I know, in New York and LA, but um, if they could have one for certain events going on here at Furman or just Furman in general. Um, We've actually been named on quite a few lists as one of the most Instagrammable campuses in the world. So it would be neat if someone who was on campus took a photo on Snapchat and um, slid over to their geo geo filters and had a really neat filter of um, for Furman. So you know. Um, we're trying to just kind of play around on Snapchat, whether it's doing contests of, you know, students sending up, sending us snaps of, um, of maybe, you know, just representing some firm and pride. We're just playing around with it right right now, but I really see it's fun to play with it. That's that's what I love doing. That's awesome. And so, how do you measure when you're working? Um, in higher education, how are you measuring your success in social, or whether something is working or not? Um, I think for for me, you know, everyone talks about engagement, 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 and yes, that is is very true. And you know, there's I do measure a lot of what we do based on based on what comments are we getting, what likes are are we getting on certain content, because is that is that content really working? You know, um, I could tell you that on Instagram, for example, our photos that are liked the most are what I would call our campus beauty shots in a really gorgeous photo from campus. Um, you know, but at the same time, what I like to really, I really love is impressions because to me that shows how many people you could actually reach. You may, you know, who you who could be possible or prospective students or prospective donors. Yeah, I really like to look at impressions a lot, especially on fa- things like Facebook. You know, the more that you're liked, commented, shared, you know, those are more more impressions you're going to see, and and those get me those get me excited. So you know, I, we really. And get you have to really look deep into engagement. Like, why are they liking this? You know, and and really study why um, why content works and why what content doesn't. Um, and I think the only way to do that is obviously through what's what people are liking, what people are retweeting, what people how people are contacting you. What would you say if you're looking at you know really this immense success that you're achieving in social? What would you say the biggest challenges are that you're facing in social today at Furman? I think it's 
just making sure that we are on brand, but not to the point where we're robotic about it. Yep. You know, that we have, that we just have a voice that prospective students that we would, that would want to come here and we would want to have as future Furman alums, that we keep on that and that, and that voice is heard. And we're, we're balancing, like I said earlier, balancing how rigorously, how our academics are really rigorous here to, you know, what kind of residential community you really get at Furman. It's like a little, small little city <laughs> um, on campus. So it's just balancing that voice and making sure, you know, we're really representing Furman the best way. What I like to try to do is every other week or once a week or once a month, I'll give a one student kind of run of the Instagram account to show, and to, to show students what prospective students and alumni, anybody, Furman from really an insider's perspective like that. But really just finding a balance of keeping things interesting because things go so fast and our prospective students are, are really our primary customers, but also making sure we're keeping, you know, really what's the, the values and morals of Furman University. And tell me, Jessica... What is your personal favorite social network to use, and what is your favorite for Furman? Okay, right now my favorite to use. I'm telling you, it's 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 really hard between Instagram and Snapchat. I You're think I go to my Snapchat, Snapchat more than I do Instagram. You love it. I do. I do. I, I like. I want more friends on Snapchat just because. And what's what's really cool is I fo- as I follow a lot of these viners who are now moving over to Snapchat. Yeah. It's so interesting to see, and actually it's hilarious because they're making almost more videos because you could do 10 seconds, whatever, but Brittany Furlan, I follow yep. her. I think she's hilarious, yep. and she's all over Snapchat, and she just it's just funny. So it's, I probably go, go there first than I do Instagram anymore, but those are definitely my top two. You are so <laughs> at the forefront. I have yet to have a social lady say that was their favorite. It's, a, <laughs> it's amazing. I'm totally into it, and I'm following you and doing whatever you do next because I think you're a real trendsetter. <laughs> Okay, and tell me, for Furman, is it your favorite also? For Furman, I would say Instagram. Instagram. Because we just, honestly, if in, and feel free to, like, and check out our Instagram page, because, or just hashtag Furman, and you'll see people who, who've, who have tagged pictures at Furman. I'm telling you, this campus is gorgeous. Aww. I mean, I am, like, so, I, I, I consider myself really lucky to be able to, Heck, on my lunch break, go for a run around our our lake and, um, you know, see all the, just every season, you know, to see it in just such bright, beautiful colors. And and it's just such a warming, inviting community. And I'm not, I really truly mean that. And I I love it. Even even when I moved to Greenville about five-ish years ago, um, I would just come to Furman to go for a run, go for walks. And and I always thought it was gorgeous. So, um, yeah, that's why Instagram, I think, is is the best for us right here. That's (laughs) Awesome. And so you must have a lot of students who long-term want to get into social media. Do you offer them advice? And if if yes or no, why don't you offer some advice to our aspiring social ladies on our podcast today? I think my advice would be really, it's, social media is this really neat way to discover yourself. Um, that's how, that's, and by that I mean like meeting new people, you know, and discovering new ideas and maybe new ways of thinking. For me, it's, it, you know, I've used it not just professionally, but personally. I love, you know, I love following a lot of people, a lot of meditation, and yoga blogs, and, and things about just, like, healthy living. And and um, and those have really, and I'm able to get that information, obviously, really quickly because it's how social works. But you're able to really find yourself, I think, on social. I don't know. It maybe seems cliche. But you're also able to expand your professional network and really make a brand of yourself. 
which is pretty neat. Um, so when people, you know, do look you up or maybe you're looking for a position or a job, you know, you've, you've set a brand for yourself. you set a standard for yourself that people will find a future employer and find or a future client. Um, and that's for me, that's, that's what I would tell people. And just get, in, get involved in, in, in as many chat, like Twitter chats as possible. That's how I met a lot of my friends is, you know, the under 30 professionals chat or you yep. know, our community managers chat. Yep. And there's so many that go on. From there, it can really turn into a job that you love. And I've found that's all that matters is, is really that you're, you're doing a job, whatever that may be, as long as you love it. And um, for me, you know, social has been able to be that place. So it could be that place for, for someone else. That is so awesome. All right. Now, Jessica, if yeah. people want to follow you, where do they go? And you better give them your snap also. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so pretty much, I say pretty much everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, I am social hot pixel. Oh. Yeah. And the story behind that was, um, first, I used my whole name, which obviously, if you've seen my yes. last name, it's very confusing. <laughs> it's very long. Yeah. So I, I was like, well, look, I'm, I've been in social. I've been doing this for about five, six years now. And, and actually, a hot pixel is what I learned this at Samsung is maybe on a monitor or on a TV screen. It's just one little bright pixel because you actually, you may, it may be a broken pixel, but it's kind of shining a little brighter than anything else on the screen. And so I kind of always considered my myself as just someone who, you know, I may not, I may not be perfect, but I'm always out there trying to be the very best I could be, to be good to people and to work hard. So... Um, that's where I came up with that name. Um, you can obviously follow me on, on LinkedIn at just Jessica Kelbarchek. Um, yep. And the same thing on Facebook. I'm just Jess Kelbarchek on Facebook. I absolutely love it. And you are truly, you know, your company name that you did, Glass Half Full, I would definitely describe you as somebody who is an eternal optimist and, and truly loves what you do. So thank you for being an altogether awesome social lady, Jessica. Well, thank you for having me. I'm of really course. excited and I love what you're doing. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerpin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter at Carrie Kerpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast was brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. Visit likeable.com for more information today.